0: This.
1: Well, that's another hidden talent of mine is looking and seeming completely prepared. <laughs> um, on that note, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Strong Talk. Yep. And here we are today joined by the thriller from Manila <laughs> um, Manny Pacquiao. No, it's uh it's Kyle De Bruyler. Kyle, how are you today? I'm doing great, Mitch. How are you? I am Good, I've got my morning coffee, got, it's summer, I got my backwards hat, and I'm ready to party. <laughs> I got so, my, where's my monster? Where's my monster? Ooh, have you ever shotgunned a monster no, before? No, Would you ever shotgun a monster? Probably not. Now, in your professional fitness opinion, what would be worse to consume in vast quantities very quickly, caffeine or alcohol?
0: I'm gonna, s- for me personally, I'm gonna say alcohol. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Bad things happen when I drink way
1: too much. <laughs> yes. Actually, I just go to sleep. Ah, uh, for me, <laughs> if I drink too much, liver failure, <laughs> and then I have to go to the hospital. Um, <laughs> but so I we were just gabbing right before this of hidden talents, and you said you don't know if you have one, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Hidden, a hidden talent oh, that you don't think a lot of people know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thinking noises.
0: Mm-hmm. Thinking yeah, noises. you can hear the gears turning. <laughs> it's early as well, so oh, these gears are a little rusty. Shit. I don't know. Most of my talents are pretty, pretty out there.
1: <laughs> out there for the world to see. Well, let's see, weightlifting communication, programming, positive attitude. <laughs> uh, I don't do impressions a lot. I love doing impressions, though. Oh, you know, I would say, actually, that's a good one. Because we as the coaches know. Because you yeah, always sort I don't, of like I don't goof those around. Out. I don't
0: whip those out very often. I can't do mm-hmm. them on the spot, either.
1: I'm not going to ask you to do one right now. But I am going to ask, what's your favorite one to do?
0: Oh, um. Are you familiar with Family Guy? Yes. Herbert the
1: Pervert. Oh. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's my favorite. That's a fun one. That's by far my favorite. And it
0: all comes down to the... Yes. So,
1: see, if you can do that, then you'd be very good at doing the Gopher from the 90s Winnie the Pooh cartoon. I'd have to watch it and see if I could. It's all the... It's just that whistle talk again. I I really want to get down um... Stewie. He's by far the hardest. Oh. uh Uh-huh. Stewie. Well, but. here, well, here's a fun game I like to I like to play with people. Um, the easiest impression that anyone can master is Michael Caine, but all you have to do is say Michael Caine. Michael Caine, you did it, Michael Caine, right there. <laughs> Michael Caine, I love Michael Caine. <laughs> yes. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? <laughs> so we can learn to pick ourselves back up. What? Why do you do all those bloody push-ups? <laughs> you can't lift a bloody log off your chest. My Michael Caine turns into sound, it sounds like Michael Caine like falling asleep. <laughs> <But> it's <laughs> like, get slower and slower and Mark, Michael. <laughs> uh, Sir Michael Sir Michael Sir Michael Ha Yeah uh, Yeah. <laughs> um. Sean Connery is pretty fun too. Yes. It's yeah. all about the sh- 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 the good oh lateral lisp I think is what the word is called no that's like that's like this yeah coming out to the sides, um,
0: that's like Sid from Ice Age.
1: Yes, John Leguizamo. Yeah, mm-hmm. very very talented actor. Um, Ice Age. Okay, that's a good place to start. All right, F- what is what is your favorite? An animated movie from your childhood, and then the one that has left the most impact on your life, and why is it an American tale? Mmm, the <laughs> mo- animated that's left the most
0: impact on my life of a childhood, or my favorite childhood.
1: Or I'll, I'll open it up, maybe mm. not even just animated movie, but movie. Oh, I my movie. animated movies, oh. my yes. favorite. they are
0: so good. Um. Let's see, we're gonna go back in time. Probably, favorite either has to be Hercules, or um, Tarzan.
1: Oh, yes! And
0: Tarzan really strictly because of the the music. Yes, again,
1: I will quote the meme, but Phil Collins did not have to go that hard. On that, and he did. It was he did great. that. He did that for us. It was okay. uh,
0: so good. So good. Um, okay. uh, what else? We were actually talking about this yesterday. We were talking about favorite Disney movies, mm. um,
1: and now see a potentially unpopular opinion. Not even including, or not even or, um, <laughs> Unpopular opinion, including other non-Disney animated mm-hmm. movies like DreamWorks, like. Um, sleeper hit Pebble and the Penguin.
0: I don't know if I ever saw that. Oh,
1: it's so good. It's so good. If you like Barry Manilow, I know we have now really lost a huge portion of our audience, but <laughs> if you like Barry Manilow, you're gonna love Pebble and the Penguin because he wrote the music for it. So. Okay.
0: what? Let's see. Uh, I would have to say when it comes to outside of like strictly Disney mm-hmm. and this this kind of Goes into that second question of like what's the (laughs) most that had the most impact um, is the How to Train Your Dragon series. Oh, it's so good. I love those movies and I love the second one the best. Yes. Unfortunately, the end spoiler alert um, you know, father is killed at the end of the movie. What? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said spoiler alert first. <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait! Hold on. Hang on. No, no. Rewind. Um, but like, as they're going through like the funeral in mm. their in their Viking tradition, oh. he has, like Hiccup talks about how um, he tried so much to be mm-hmm. like his dad and how he wanted to impress and make him his dad proud of him. Um, and I can relate to that a little bit, um, Mm -hmm. you know, coming from a family of three boys and I'm the middle child, Mm -hmm. typically like as I've grown up, you know, um, the attention is always on either the oldest or the youngest. So I've always been the most independent. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also have, I also have two fathers. Mm -hmm. I've got a stepdad and my biological. Mm -hmm. Um, so my stepdad's raised me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've called him dad since... Shoot, since I could talk, mm-hmm. really, yeah. Um, so that I can resonate with a little bit, like yeah. um, wanting to be, like trying to fill these shoes, mm. um, and that's that's a big that's a big
1: thing for me. Yeah, um, and it's a. Bi- I think it's a big ask because. Mm-hmm. The a huge thing that's always helped me as I've gotten older is the recognition and realization that my parents are just people. Like Mm -hmm. all the things that I, (laughs) not hate, but all the things that like make me human and infallible and all of these little nuances, Mm -hmm. for the longest time it's hard to imagine our parents having those as well, but they do. And um, growing N- and knowing that that is a a thing helps me sort of at least relinquish the pressure that mm-hmm. I put on myself to fill the shoes of my parents or like be as successful or the idealized, whatever version of my parents I've created in my mind yeah. is not even the real one. And they're much more nuanced and have much more complexity to them. Mm-hmm. As someone, as someone else who has um, a, father and a stepfather and a mother and a stepmother um do you find that that feeling of wanting to fill their shoes goes to both parents or to just one individual person or some kind of combination of the both where it sort of fluctuates um i feel i guess a kind
0: of a combination in a Mm -hmm. way um my dad's an ex- he, you know, he's retired now. Mm-hmm. Likes to sit on his chair and recline. I mean, he does a lot of stuff around the house and <clears throat> and whatnot. My mom still works and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. both of them are extremely hardworking mm-hmm. um, and extremely honest people. And that's where I kind of want to fill those shoes. I want to mm-hmm. be as hardworking as you know, especially my mom. Mm-hmm. She is like one of the hardest workers I have ever seen, and she is one of the only people that I know before, you know, the whole covid like actually work from home and mm-hmm. see how efficient we are at actually working from home. Mm-hmm. My mom has an office at her house. Um, and she was the only person that I knew that could work from home and not be distracted. Oh my God. I mean I you tell me to work from home and that yeah, I was about five minutes in and I'm yes. like, All right,
1: I'm gonna find something else to do. Yes, and like of course because all the people our age are like, right, my office is the place where I put my gaming console, so. Yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, Working's not yes. gonna happen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have absolute respect for anyone who works from home. Mm-hmm. In, in complete full. Because, uh, yeah, during the whole lockdown, I tried it, and it was very, very hard. Yeah, I can only yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the thing
0: is, I also, I strive off a of human interaction. Yes. Like, I, I can recharge my batteries by being in contact with people and, like, face-to-face mm. and enjoying that. So, um, like, I love to be around people. Mm. But going back to, you know, how hardworking my parents are, um, I want to be as hardworking as my mom, but as, like, guess um, knowledgeable as my dad. He's an extremely knowledgeable person mm. in, like, in multiple aspects of really everything.
1: Um, Is there something that you are... Currently, learning or discovering about yourself that is not related to the gym or fitness in any way, so like some type of not even like a certification for something that you could use here. What's mm-hmm. something outside of the purview of fitness that you are learning more about? And it can be anything, including like more effective gaming or <laughs> video games. Uh, I don't know, you know, like, uh, really. I'm learning more <clears throat>
0: about myself mm-hmm. on a, like a deeper personal level outside of here, just with the events that have, mm-hmm. have like gone on this year with like 2021 yeah. was a shit year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, really, I mean, for a lot of people mm-hmm. and I'm not trying to single myself out, just like my family and I have had major multiple major life-changing events within a six-month time span just back to back to back to back to back yeah and so that was a big teacher Mm -hmm. for me like I learned a lot about um myself and how I process Mm -hmm. you know um death of a marriage death of family members Mm -hmm. um and how I bounce back from that Mm. and that was it sucks to happen Mm -hmm. um for anybody, but yeah. it was cool to kind of take a step back mm-hmm. and look at, look kind of outside of myself and mm. like look at how I handled those things and those complications. And yeah. all the while, you know, moving um, and managing clients up here, managing my mm-hmm. responsibilities up here, um, you know, making sure I'm there for my family yeah, as well. Yeah, that's
1: a, b- I think that's a big thing that when, the conversations around sort of life-changing suffering events, uh, mm-hmm. like you were saying, um, the, the death of a marriage and uh, the deaths of family members mm-hmm. who were, uh, from our private conversations, just integral parts of your family, which is really, really challenging to yeah. navigate. A topic that <laughs> doesn't often get talked about is that life doesn't stop. No. So there's this expectation that everyone wants you to Process and feel everything in the moment, and it's like yes, I want to do that too. But it's also eight thirty in the morning, and I have you know my clients that I have to care for as well. And how can I continue to show up for them? Yeah,
0: you kind of have to put
1: on, you got to put on a mask in a way. Yeah, sort of. And well, I'll challenge you on that. I don't know if you, I don't. At least I did. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if there's a world now from the learning process where even these things, you can incorporate a little bit more of, and not as excuses of like, oh, sorry, I I didn't do this. It's because I'm going through some family stuff, but rather Mm -hmm. like, hey, I'm here for you right now. Here's what's going on with me. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna give my best. Yeah, give my full self, but just offering that context. I always think context is just like a huge, huge um, boon for any sort of relationship and mm-hmm. success, yeah, and I'm,
0: I'm, I feel that I'm the kind of person that I hate. I don't hate. I'm not gonna say hate. Mm. Um, I don't use um, excuses mm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is the why, re- reason why I'm acting this way because of this, or mm-hmm. I didn't do this because of this, um, and I think I get that. From my grandfather, mm. no matter what was going on, mm-hmm. no matter how busy he was, what life was throwing at him, if somebody needed help or somebody needed him mm. to be there, mm-hmm. he was there. Mm. So, um, to me, I kind of I feel the same way. Is like I'm going to put myself. You know, I, I may shut some things off mm-hmm. and like bury the hatchet just a little bit <laughs> for a little while, yeah, so that I can be there for somebody else if they <laughs> need me. But then that doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not going to make sure that myself is taken care of. Mm, Right, Um, right, right. You know, and I may do that behind closed doors. Yeah. You know.
1: That's a a very noble approach to life. I'm curious what happens in the moments when you are the desire to help or the desire to be there for someone is so great that you do show up for them. Mm. However, what they are going through or what they need help with it is something that is um I don't like using the word impossible but impossible for you to give or rather the thing that they're struggling with is not something that can be solved by simply showing up alone or it's showing up but over a huge span of time like how do you navigate those feelings of wanting to help but knowing that how to help isn't working or yeah, it not or there's the, like nothing that i can do yeah yeah
0: that for me is hard um especially those those that i care most for mm-hmm. um that's where it gets challenging <laughs> and i i've always thought or i've always thought about it kind of this way that like it wouldn't say we all go out you mm-hmm. know to some bars and stuff and we're all drinking and stuff mm-hmm. i'm typically gonna be normally mm-hmm. um the dd Mm. Like, I'll have a couple drinks here and there, but I'm not going to get to the point that if something happens, I can't resolve that issue. Mm-hmm. You know, if if somebody got in a fight in our group and I'm just completely out for the count mm-hmm. and I can't help, I put that blame on myself. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, I I guess I've learned that from my dad, from my grandfather. Mm-hmm. My dad was a Dallas police officer, so I've mm-hmm. always grown up with mm-hmm. a very protective Mm-hmm. role model. Yeah. And and that's really not in the sense of, like, he's protecting me from life and, and the mm-hmm. world, but teaching me how to be protective mm-hmm. and how to be the protector. Mm-hmm. Um, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. But those who I care for the most, like, I'm going to make sure that they are taken care of mm-hmm. before myself mm-hmm. in certain situations. I see. Um,
1: what... <laughs> Hypothetical situation. Hypothetical situation. I love these. We're in this, we're, we're in, we are I- at a bar. <laughs> 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 Sorry to let you know. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I am, I am I'm very drunk, but I start getting into a fight with someone. Oh, it's on like Donkey Kong. Yes. What do you do if as you come to protect me, I look at you and I have this complete moment of clarity inside of my absolute drunkenness and I say, Kyle, I don't need your protection. What does that, what would, how would you respond to something like that? Um, I might say like, okay, <laughs> you know, and if, if. If you get your, you know, if you get hit another <laughs> time or two, then I'm like, all right, he, yeah. So I'm curled in a ball, getting beat up by about six people. I'm like, Kyle, I don't need your protection. And then, ah, yeah, this, and I'm gonna,
0: yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab you and pull
1: you <laughs> out of there, or but, I'll,
0: I'll jump in for you.
1: Yeah, because I, as someone who is also a helper, like my mm. default programming goes to how can I help? What exactly. can I do to help? yeah. Um, some, a challenge that I've navigated with that is what do I do when someone expressly asks not to help, not to help, not for my help, not for me. Yeah.
0: I've, I've dealt with that challenge a few times. Um, and there's like a sense of pride, I guess, that you have to throw out the window and be like, Hey, just just be there yeah even you don't have to help mm-hmm. if they don't want your help excuse me don't help just be there mm-hmm. and you know if they need it they'll ask mm-hmm. um so i've kind of learned from some situations um not helping or mm-hmm. if i said hey i don't need your help I'm like okay mm-hmm. it's like but i will always say like if you need anything
1: let me know yeah or if you need some help let yeah. me know that support so you say that, that that this sort of what I would call integrity stems from your grandfather and your relationship. Who are some other influences in your life that you think you can sort of attune to who you are now mm-hmm. because of these people, fictitious or real? Um
0: even though he's not, you know, I I mean it's kind of hard to look up to your older brother when he's Mm -hmm. shorter than you (laughs) height pun. Uh, (laughs) um, I would definitely say my younger brother, he's one of the hardest working people that I know. One of the Mm -hmm. most honest people that I know Um, and honest in both a working sense and like, Hey, I need you to shut the hell up right now or Mm -hmm. I'm going to kick your ass because you're annoying me. Yes. Kind of honest. Yes. Um, but I look up to him in certain aspects of life, um, and we talk every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he would call me for a 60-second phone conversation and be like, hey, i got to tell you a joke. And it's like, okay, we'll tell each other a joke. And it's like, all right, well, that's all I had for you, so I'll talk to you <laughs> later. It's like, all right, I'll, yes. I'll see you later. Yes. Um, and so as we've gotten older, our relationship has grown immensely, mm-hmm. um, especially since he lives in another state. Mm. Um, so that, that kind of is hard for, you know, especially my mom now. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's hard for me as well sometimes, but I'm glad that I get to have that relationship with him where Mm -hmm. we can just talk every day and shoot the shit and really do whatever we want and talk about what we want to. But, um, I definitely look up to him in certain aspects of life. Mm. Um, and I use him as a role model
1: for sure. And even inside of the fitness industry, like, now we're getting to a place where this becomes a much more viable career opportunity mm-hmm. for many, many people. Did you receive some pushback from your family when you – because uh, thinking, oh, like, yeah. right, you know, <laughs> police officer, mom is a super hard worker who works from home, and i some type of corporate or some She's type a, of – She's an accountant. An accountant, yeah. right. Um, so, yes, yeah, so when you were like, mom, dad. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be a coach. I'm gonna be a personal trainer. You know,
0: I did. I got I got some pushback from my dad, mm-hmm. um, and I guess I, I don't know if he didn't really fully understand kind of mm-hmm. what I was getting myself into, mm-hmm. or or what. Um, I went to school. School was never my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I loved learning. I like learning, but I like learning the stuff that I want to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was I was going through school, and I, I never finished, and mm-hmm. that was. Probably a mistake but I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't in a way because mm-hmm. you know life throws curveballs at you and it kind of thrusts you into the things that you want to do mm-hmm. unexpectedly yeah. And so I came home from school this was in college um, and I was like this is what I want to do because um, I was the kind of person <laughs> that you told me is like hey we got to be up for an 8 a.m. class and like no we don't I'm like okay going back mm-hmm. to sleep you know mm-hmm. and it was it was easy to just skip class yeah when i didn't have to be there it was easy mm-hmm. so um unfortunately i left school um and then i just started working at a gym mm-hmm. and that's what i wanted to do i wanted to start training people i love fitness mm-hmm. um i always felt like i mean i never started this position or what i do for the money yeah you know um it was a passion and it Mm. still is. And I've kind of refueled that passion after I left my previous gym Mm -hmm. um, because it started to get to the point where I was like, I'm doing this for a paycheck. Yeah. And I realized that this is not what I wanted to do. Uh, Not not the reason that Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. Um, And so I had to remove myself Mm -hmm. from that place. Yeah. um, And then that's when I started here and that's what kind of fueled that passion. But, Mm Back to getting pushback from my—I actually got it back from my dad, and there was one time I can vividly remember him saying this. That he would always say, like, you know, Kyle Big Arms isn't gonna pay the bills, and I'm like, yeah, no, I know that, <laughs> but big legs, will. <laughs> yeah, a big booty does, Dad. Ba- I'm kidding. Yes. Um. So, so I did. Kyle's I got booty program now available. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We call it the dump truck. <laughs> uh, yeah. He gave me some pushback a little bit, mm-hmm. and as I've grown mm-hmm. um, in this industry, and as I've especially here, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of started to figure out like, I'm you know, I uh, enjoy what I do. I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm fairly mm-hmm. decent at, at yes. it. Agreed. Um, and that I can, I'm actually, you know, doing pretty well for myself
1: mm-hmm.
0: within this, you know, industry, and so he's kind of started to realize that um it it works for me yeah you know and and i know that for him it's it's not like it's not as cool as like listening to my brother's construction stories Mm -hmm. and and what Mm -hmm. you know my brother's building Mm because what he does he builds things for a living um so it's not as cool Mm -hmm. but he has kind of opened up quite a bit over the past few years and like let that fact settle in like hey I'm. This is what I'm doing. I'm gonna make a living out of this, and I'm gonna continue to do this until Mm -hmm. I, if I'm able to retire. Yeah. But I love. I love what I do. Yes.
1: Yes, and I think that's a fantastic byproduct. I'll call it of the modern age that we live in, of Mm -hmm. just people having so much more access to the internet, therefore so many different accesses to different worldviews, perspectives Mm -hmm. about how to live the life that we wanna live. And I think uh, people of our generation are really in the pocket of, I'm not just gonna continue to go to a job to find a paycheck. Even yeah. if it's something just for a paycheck, I wanna have some type of enjoyment out of it. Yeah, um, And I think that that's a wonderful conversation that's starting to happen of like, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be this job, this pipeline, Go here, do this, retire. It can be no. We have the capacity to make the lives that we want to make. Yeah. In whatever purview, be it fitness or construction, or and I think you do build things. You build massive muscles on people. (laughs) (laughs) Muscles, muscles. I always think of that story of like Arnold Schwarzenegger when he was in his prime. He was somewhere and someone walked up and they were like, "Oh my gosh, your muscles are so big. That's I think that's gross. I would." I would never get muscles like that. And he would look at them and do like a double bicep flex and be like, you never will. <laughs> yeah. kind of and it's like, it's like, all right, fine, you'll yeah. never be a champion. And yes, you know. and <laughs> that championship mindset or the champion mindset, do you think that being here has expanded on that? Or did you kind of already have this sort of drive for uh, glory really more than anything else this drive for this drive for glory that then by being here at Fort Was Strong it has just fit in or become something more exacerbated um
0: I definitely didn't think about that when I first started training it was it was just kind of like I'm gonna do the best that I can And really like it was like I want to get as many clients as I can I want to build mm-hmm. a name for myself blah 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 um and that you know like I kind of think about it now instead of like a championship mindset kind of how we talk about like on our team Mm -hmm. meetings, like Mm -hmm. turning pro Mm -hmm. like one of the values that we have here it started when I started here Mm. um, Mm -hmm. because that was kind of that refueling of my passion Um, it's like I want to grow what I've kind of started um, at my previous gym and I want to explode that here. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've done a pretty good job at that so far. Um so
1: Yeah, the few times that I've caught glimpses of your work calendar <laughs> <laughs> every single day Sometime, it yeah. is like fully blued out, <laughs> double dip. I mean I come in sometimes and you're true you're literally training two people yeah. at once. Like completely separate training modalities, training systems, different goals and it's it's very impressive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's a lot easier here than it was at Moles Gym because I used to
0: I would do that regularly at Moles mm-hmm. Gym and it I'd have to run. Back and forth, back and oh, forth. I yeah. mean physically running. Yes. Oh what? So just kinda like a big commercial it's, gym. Yeah. So there yeah. we had multiple rooms. I'd have one person in one room, another person in another room, so I'd be running back <laughs> and forth like, Okay, how's everything going? Oh, okay, good. Form's looking great. Keep going. Oh, I'll be right back. You're
1: gonna go check on the other person. Kyle, were you Mrs. Doubtfire yes. at your other gym? So oh my god, throwing yes. Throwing on a throwing on a mask in yes. a prosthetic nose. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Hello Oh, you look so lovely today, dear. Well, I know you won't care about this, but they have created and opened a Broadway musical adaptation of Mrs. Doubtfire. Have they really? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh man. And I, I know I know movie. the first question you're asking cuz it was mine. Why? Why? Yeah. Why? The movie's so good. We don't need We don't need a Mrs. Doubtfire. I bet Doubtfire it's so music. funny though. I read a review, I'll hold my tongue, lest I (laughs) face the ire of the Schubert organization. Um, But, yeah, yeah, that's, so it's, yeah, it's really impressive to see, especially as a fellow coach, and um, the impact that you make, Mm -hmm. both on your clients, I think is so heavy that it has, I think the people around you as well, your coworkers, myself included, get caught up in those shockwaves and have that feeling of like yeah you know I want to go pro like let's see let's see what I can do to get better I mean I will fully be completely honest with you I have stolen like half of your workouts before I see you do something (laughs) I'm like okay that's really that's a really great okay I'm taking that I do that all the time perfectly that's like oh that's the thing that I need to do with my with my client (laughs) because they have a imbalance in that way as well okay Take it. Put it oh, in my pocket. This is what's so cool about this industry. And I kind mm-hmm. of,
0: it's not like the medical field, but I mm-hmm. kind of compare it. It's like, it's always changing. Medicine mm-hmm. is always changing. Fitness is always changing. There's yeah. always, and you're going to learn from everybody. Mm-hmm. I learned a ton from multiple trainers at my previous gym. Yeah, and I've learned a ton from, I mean, everybody around mm-hmm. here. Um, and I still do like, I watch. I am a watcher, and Mm -hmm. sometimes it may be creepy, but I will sit and I will watch you train somebody. I want to know, like, what your training style is. I want to know how your clients are reacting to Mm -hmm. it. I want to know kind of how you talk and how you go about explaining certain things. I'm like, okay, that made sense more in my mind than how Mm -hmm. I'm explaining it. I'm going to try that and, you know, re-explain it in the way that Mitch said it. And it's like, that clicked.
1: Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, And I think what's super fascinating about this industry, too, is that... There is a finite amount of just biomechanical information, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Even though every single human on this planet is completely individualized and their own individual human and person, there are certain biomechanical limitations for our species. And so once you've reached the sort of finite amount of those, then it becomes this interesting game of how do I deliver this information? Mm -hmm. How do I codify this information in a way that clicks and sticks and is something that is interesting for my client to engage with and keeps them coming back. Not just for me, but keeps coming back for fitness and for themselves and to continue to get more and more better at the thing that they want to get better at. Yeah. 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 um, I've really
0: enjoyed lately coaching on, like, Olympic lifts. So, like, your, mm-hmm. your, your power clean and your jerk and your sco- and your snatch. Um, and so I've got a quite a few clients, not quite a few, a few, um, that I will take through, especially those that are kind of, like, on that hybrid plane, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we see a lot of cleans and, and push presses and push jerks and stuff. Like, so highly technical movements mm-hmm. within class. And some, some of these clients have never done them before. Yeah. So I love teaching that. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that, like, I get – the most excited for Mm -hmm. when a light bulb turns on and you can see it turn on Mm -hmm. within that movement. Like all of a sudden that like what you're explaining you're what you're trying to get them to do has all of a sudden happened. Mm -hmm. And it's like light bulb just turned on. And it's such a cool feeling. It's such so much fun to just watch. And I get so amped up Mm -hmm. on that stuff. Like watching Derek, he's probably one of my best lifters Mm -hmm. when it comes to those highly technical movements and watching him jerk and like, uh, or power clean or snatch, it's so much fun to watch. But it's also cool for me as a coach because now I get to program it a little differently than like we're mm-hmm. working on technique, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, really focusing maybe like 40% on strength, 60% of that's technical. Now yeah. we get to kind of flip flop that and go mm-hmm. 60% of this is gonna be strength today, 40% we're gonna work technical. Um, and that's really cool because it makes more fun for me with my programming when it comes to that stuff. Um, and just seeing them move the way that I want them to move mm-hmm. and within that movement itself is so rewarding. And I will, I like, I, you'll, I mean, I'm sure, sure you've heard me like yes. hoop and holler and like jump <laughs> up and down and and all of this stuff because it just, it, yeah. it amps me up and it's so much fun.
1: Yeah, it's exciting and it's this gratifying um, feeling of yeah it's uh, it's unlike any other job I've ever had where it is like purely purely celebratory of them of the person it's not Hooray, I'm so well, I mean, maybe in private moments of like, Yes, I'm the greatest coach that has <laughs> ever lived. I <clears> did it. Uh but it is that just that feeling of I mean, even when our coaches work out of watching someone else do a very successful lift, you're like, Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's so exciting because it's yeah, you just see the all the gears going and everything working. Yeah. I think one of the times that I got
0: the most excited, within a class setting, Mm -hmm. was watching my mom deadlift 200 pounds. Yes! It was in, uh, I remember it, it was a Wednesday morning, because Height was coaching, Mm -hmm. and I think, I don't remember the workout exactly, but obviously they were deadlifting, um, and I don't know what she had put on there, I was like, mom, go to 200, It was like, you're like maybe five, ten pounds away from it, just put... Put just it on it. there. Just, just, just do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. And she did. And she, I mean, she could have pulled more than 200. Um, and Height took off running around the room, jumping, yes. hooping, and holl- hollering. I started hooping and hollering. <laughs> it was one of the coolest moments. Yeah. Um, and especially it being my mom, too. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom just deadlifted 200 pounds. Yes. Like, holy shit. That was, <laughs> what is your mom you know, today? <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. 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 Where's your mom at? Come on, Al. <laughs> um, that was. A really, really, really cool moment to mm-hmm. watch, um especially being her son, yeah, and being somebody that like I've coached her throughout the years and and stuff like that, so that was an extremely rewarding feeling
1: mm-hmm. um getting to witness that and stuff like that it was just so cool, yeah, I think that that is that is the well where I discover most of my joy and pride for my clients is um even less about the sheer numbers that they're doing or Mm -hmm. the body composition or the changes that they're seeing in their body. It is helping people recognize the unending potential that they have access to. And getting, even if it's just for a second, like it feels like capturing lightning in a bottle. Mm -hmm. If you help someone sort of access that moment where like, oh, I didn't think I could do this and then I did it. Oh my gosh, that is like, Yes, because then that happens, once it happens once, then it happens more, and more, and more, and then in other ways. And that's what I always cycle back to, what I love about this industry, more than anything else, Mm -hmm. is that it gives people the opportunity to prove themselves wrong, and prove themselves right, and prove themselves that they can do the things that they didn't think they could do before. Yeah, yeah. it
0: kind of goes off the topic a a little bit, but, I was watching a Christmas movie uh, the other night. It's called Klaus. Oh my God. With a K. Oh, yes. If you have not seen this movie, it's so. It is by good. far my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's a little dark at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There are some dark parts in there, but they are hilarious. Mm-hmm. But throughout the movie, um, Klaus has said um, one self-lected. Selfless act always sparks another. Yes, and so that and, and, and in a way, you know, like them or that that client or person or, or mm-hmm. whoever lifts this much weights or you know finally figures out you know this very complex movement or mm-hmm. does their first pull up or yeah. whatever, it almost kind of it, it's a spark mm-hmm. and it sparks something inside of them like I just I just did this yeah I can do more. Yeah, like I know I can. Mm-hmm. You know I've accomplished this. What
1: else can I do? Yeah, it's so cool to see. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up Klaus because it, it that selfless act, then I start the gears start turning about this question of like. I think each one of us, when we are born, either through nature, nurture, whatever you want to take, as it comes into the present moment, with mm-hmm. a certain set of gifts and a certain set of abilities that we excel at. That make us individually us, and I'm curious if you can codify what yours are as a coach. Then we can talk about you as a person, <laughs> of your like gifts and skills. But mm-hmm. how, as a coach, and if you're stuck, I know mine for you. Um, oh, okay, uh, uh, yeah. As a coach, what do you think are these sort of like inherent gifts that are intrinsically to you that make you the best coach that you can possibly be? Patience. Patience. Ooh, I think is yes.
0: one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, shoot, that's mm-hmm. that's a hard question. R- really, right now, all I can think about is just being patient with mm-hmm. each and every client. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, hey, like life happens. Yeah. Um, sometimes they have to reschedule mm-hmm. or sometimes like, Hey, we have to take a step back from this complex movie. Like I, mm-hmm. I can see that you are getting frustrated that you're not getting this mm-hmm. or you you're, you know, light bulbs aren't turning on yet. Mm-hmm. So let's take a step back. Yeah. You know, let's take breath, reset. Let's try a different approach. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I guess that comes from working with tons of kids over the years. Mm-hmm. Patience. Yes. I'd re- I, I would actually rather work with kids than adults. Mm. Like, in a certain sense, because mm-hmm. put me in a room full of screaming kids, calm, fine, cool as a cucumber, easy. Um, <laughs>
1: Who is your daddy? Put me and in. What does he
0: do? You can put me in like a, a relatively life threatening situation. Cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know why. You know, I don't have any, f- you know, formal training, mm-hmm. you know, in certain things like that. But I can stay super calm. Mm. Um, so. I would say patience. And so if I'd like to hear yours, cause this, this would be interesting to hear. To hear what
1: I think of yeah, what yours absolutely. is? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, p- technical mastery, technical <laughs> mastery. Like to hear you to hear you explain to your clients of how to properly execute a lift, like the detailed knowledge you have of how mm-hmm. to do something with technique, mm-hmm. I think is amazing. Really it is, um, and I think it then folds into that patience of the the technical mastery only comes from being patient with yourself or being patient yeah. with a movement to continue to show up for it every single time, and uh, like Squat University says, of like making every single rep exactly the same, yeah. and mm, air quotes, perfect every time, mm-hmm. but like taking that time to build that technique. So I think that that, that's what I would say for you of like just pure, that you are a, a technical wizard, robotic almost at first. Which is, which is really cool. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always, I, I mean, when I'm coaching
0: class, when I'm coaching my clients, especially when it comes to like the heavier lifts, even mm-hmm. whether it's a bench press, squat deadlift, you know, or those more technical Olympic lifts, mm-hmm. I always tell them that their technique will trump the weight mm-hmm. any day of the week. Mm-hmm. If you can't make You know, say for example, for myself, if I can't make 135 pounds move like 225 pounds, then why am I lifting 225 pounds? Mm, mm -hmm. I want 225 pounds to move the exact same way as I do 135. Mm -hmm. It needs to be smooth, it needs to be fast, it needs to be Mm -hmm. crisp, it needs to be technical, all of that. So that's one thing that I always explain is technique will always trump your weight Mm -hmm. or the load. Yeah. Any day of the week. Like every every lift needs to look the exact same, no matter how much load you have on the bar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, yes, you're going to slow down as you get heavier in certain things, but mm-hmm. your position should never change. Mm-hmm. And if it's changing your position, then you're you're losing your mm-hmm. core integrity. You're losing, you know, power. You're losing speed. You're mm-hmm. losing all of these aspects of that lift. Yeah. And. That just increases your risk for injury.
1: Mm, Yeah, and I think it's um, uh, almost like Sisyphus pushing the wheel, pushing the boulder up the hill Mm -hmm. of this idea of every single rep being perfect every single time or or doing every single rep exactly the same. In reality, that's not going to be the case because there are different circumstances. But the mindset that goes into that, I think, is where the technique really blossoms is that Mm -hmm. if we approach the bar or we approach the lift the movement that we're ever doing and we approach it with that mindset of it's going to be technically crisp Mm -hmm. when it isn't or when it deviates it doesn't give us alarm or be like oh no i'm i'm a complete failure it's that mindset of no i'm just going to do this and then by getting there you can understand oh oh, my back was a little loud, like. Yeah, free. you yeah. can feel those
0: yeah. technical imbalances. Yeah. Like, okay, I caught it too high or I caught mm-hmm. it too low or I didn't high pull enough yeah. or, you know, you know, one arm or, you know, my lats weren't activated at this point in time or yeah. whatever. It may mm-hmm. be like that's where you, especially myself, and, and I'm learning, coaching Liz as well because, like, mm-hmm. her and I are going through a um, an Olympic lifting program right mm-hmm. now cool. a few days a week. So that's been really fun to watch, mm-hmm. like myself grow, um, and then watching her grow as well um, mm-hmm. on a lot of her lifts, and really, um, like I get excited watching her and coaching her and yeah. seeing like all of a sudden like her power clean is progressing so much, just like technically, yeah. and it's so cool to watch. And mm-hmm. you know she'll come off the bar and look at me like, duh, I don't know, it didn't feel right. I'm like. Nah. like and I'm kind of sitting there and yeah. like awe of like holy shit you just move that so well <laughs> yes. and like so fast
1: yes. it's
0: like oh it didn't feel very good I'm like what it looked amazing you know like that yeah. was incredible yes. I'm impressed like I am mean, I'm thoroughly impressed and it's it's fun because we were talking about it the other day too um how she was saying that she wanted to like learn from this stuff so that mm-hmm. she can actually start coaching because she doesn't mm-hmm. feel super confident in coaching the power cleaner, the snatch, mm-hmm. like more of those technical movements. Now, cr- teaching the squat, the deadlift, the bench, yeah. like she's phenomenal at, because mm-hmm. she's phenomenal at both of the, or all, all three of those movements as well. Um, so, getting to like coach and learn at the same time and she gets to do the same thing is mm-hmm. really, is really fun. Yeah. Because um, I'm learning stuff about myself and how I coach. Another person that has the technical knowledge to do all these things is just putting all those pieces together. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's a little bit different, it's a little bit more fun to – to coach somebody like that because you get to you get to i guess play a little bit more and be like okay here's where we really get technical and let's let's get down to like the nitty-gritty parts Mm -hmm. of this and like the little aspects like okay you're you know like you're not getting enough power through your hips Mm -hmm. you're not punching through your hips enough yeah it's like okay what do i need to do like okay let's see what your knees are doing let's see Mm -hmm. what your hips are doing see what you're you know your lats or if your lats are engaged or whatever, that's really fun to watch mm-hmm. and then see it like something click. And all of a sudden that bar just flies
1: up. And it's like, yes. <gasps> Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. And I think that's a fun aspect of our job as well. Is that how do we disseminate the information that we learned mm-hmm. depending on the person? It's like such a high communication skill. Of, yeah. Right. Cause you we're going to talk about a lift completely differently. Completely differently. Wow. <laughs> to someone who has been training for a long time and does this professionally as well versus mm. someone who is just starting out on their fitness journey and um, how you can give both of them, both of these people, the same quality information, but in the ways that is most digestible to them. Yeah. It's always always a fun game to
0: play uh it's it's a blast because you gotta figure out you gotta talk different ways to different people and it's it's a challenge that's a challenge in itself Mm -hmm. but it's fun Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun
1: yeah so where is your line of being friendly or friends with clients is that something that you find makes you a better coach i think so yeah
0: Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't I don't typically. Actually, I don't think I've ever hung out Mm -hmm. with clients of mine. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I think the only one would be Derek, just because Mm -hmm. he was in the same friend group as. Oh, um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, where I was. Mm -hmm. Not saying I am now. Um, but where I was, he was within that same group, and we were still training together and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and we mm-hmm. still are. Yeah. Um, so I would see him, you know, on certain days of the weekend or whatever, out in the boat, and yeah. we'd, we'd be drinking, and hanging out, and having a good time. He'd be like, all right, I'll see you on, you know, mm-hmm. Monday morning, yeah. or Wednesday afternoon or whatever. Um, other than that, um, you know, I try to keep it as professional as I can, but I, I do also want to have that. It does make a huge difference when you show a little bit more personal side, Mm -hmm. um, with your clients as well. And like y'all can share things that are a little bit more on a personal level. Um, cause sometimes like for some people and it's not truly therapy, but it is like you become a, like a movement therapist in Mm -hmm. a way for them. Yeah. And so like, and it just may, you know, they're like, man, I'm not feeling too great today. It's like, all right, well let's just move. Yeah. And then they start, you know, getting into their feelings and they start mm-hmm. talking things out and then really like you're you're just there to listen. Yeah. and to chit chat about that. And mm-hmm. I I've, I've had tons of those and I I really enjoy those conversations mm-hmm. and learning more about their personal lives and like what they do outside of here. That's why I'm always asking like, "Well, what are you doing this weekend?" You know, "What did you mm-hmm. do last weekend?" or um, you know, "What's for dinner tonight?" or like I want to know these things. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that helps
1: embolden and lock us in as these valuable resources for mm-hmm. our clients It's like even if we don't hang out right, yeah. outside of our sessions together by being a friendly face and a friendly person here um, we just yeah help build and foster that relationship yeah. even more so or if you happen
0: yeah. to, you know if you happen to see them at like a restaurant or whatever <laughs> and they' you know they they're sitting down or eating dinner or you're sitting down and they come in yeah you know if there's enough room on the table I would be more than happy to invite them over and yes. you know sit down and either you know share a drink or yeah. if they would like to join me f- um, for dinner or or whatever like yeah. uh, that's the awesome. that's
1: the dream. If I were to see anyone from the gym in public, it wouldn't be like a, oh my god, it's uh, I should just like hide yeah. and not pretend and pretend I don't exist or pretend yeah. that I don't see them or anything. It's the oh hey, good to see you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's mm-hmm. so interesting because in like I used to think about this about teachers, which was yeah. weird when I was a little like teachers don't have lives outside of school. It's like yes. you see them outside of school and it's like <gasps> oh my god, what are you doing here? Um, you need to leave, and that's kind of how I. It, for a while, I thought about that. I was like, "Man, I don't want to run into clients, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the gym. Like I yeah. see them every day. Yeah. But you know, when you live in the same area, mm-hmm. you go to similar stores. Like I ran into Jen uh, Martinez, yeah, at Target one day. I no was way. getting yes. I was getting eggs, and yes. um, like my back was turned to her, and then like I turned around, and she was like, kind of barreling at me with her basket. She was like I was gonna run into you. I was gonna scare you. <laughs> And I was like, what's up? And it was just cool. And we <laughs> sat there and talked about, uh, you know, for a minute, it was like the day before Thanksgiving or yeah. or maybe we was after Thanksgiving. I don't know. And she was like, I don't normally go to Target. You know, Walmart didn't have what I had or what mm-hmm. I wanted or something. So yeah. I came over here and it was just, it was cool to see her outside of the gym and kind of, mm-hmm. you know, you get to see that a different kind of side of that person yeah. when they're outside of the gym. And I feel like it's the same for them, you know, to us. It's yeah. like, oh, hey, that's one of my coaches at the
1: gym is we're just like, well, let's see what they're shopping for. Like yeah. what's in your basket? Yeah, you are a real person. Yeah. This is right. You're not some fitness robot that just powers down whenever I leave yeah. the gym. And I would run in when I lived in Arlington, I would run into members of my old gym
0: mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. At at Tom Thumb. Because it was like it's that's the neighborhood Tom Thumb. Like yeah. there's hundreds of people that go to the gym that live in that same area. Wow. That go to that same Tom Thumb and I'd yes. run into them and be like, Hey, I just saw you five minutes ago at the gym. Yeah. It's good to see you again. Good to see you. Have a nice evening. <laughs> or I'll be like, "What's what, what you what you buying? What you, what you cooking?
1: Uh, Bluebell ice cream, huh? Nah, yeah. like, no, that's die, my I'm favorite flavor. Yeah,
0: uh, but it is it is cool to see, mm-hmm. you know, members and clients outside of the gym, um, even if you don't hang out with them. But it does yeah. it creates that relation uh, that deeper relationship with mm-hmm. that that
1: client yeah. or member and my that, hope is that it alleviates pressure to come in oh, here abs- i think it absolutely and, like, removes anxiety around yes yeah. about a big more than anything else yeah,
0: yeah. oh yeah. i absolutely think it does and it it gives us as coaches more of this like down to earth mm-hmm. kind of look yeah outside or from their perspective it's like no, yeah. okay you know they don't just you know i know they that re- in reality they're like oh no they don't just you know all they do is coach, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like getting to see them outside of that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun. And yeah. That, that's why like our community events. Like when we go mm-hmm. places, it's fun because you get out of the gym, mm-hmm. you get into this more casual, personal, mm-hmm. you know, aspect of life and
1: you're just hanging out. Yeah. You know, and you really understand someone more when you see them in a different environment than you yeah, see yeah. them usually. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's fun too. Cause like, you know,
0: you may, you may be wearing something different. It's like, Hey, I normally see you in like just workout clothes all day. It's like kind of, it's kind of nice yeah, to see you. And it's like, oh, you actually own a pair of jeans? What? It's uh, like, yeah, yeah, I get that all the time. It's like, oh, you have pants? Like, <laughs> yes. yes, I have pants that aren't
1: <laughs> athletic. I happen to have ripped all of them anyway. They may fit like my athletic pants. Yes, do, but, <laughs> okay. but, that, but yours can fit the same as well if you keep <laughs> coming back. Um, Kyle, thank you so much for being yes, here. Yes, thank How you How can people
0: me? keep? Updated with you. Um, I'm on Instagram, and it's k.debruler. It's D-E-B as in boy, R-U-L-E-R, if you don't know how to say it or mm-hmm. spell it. Um, it's not debuler. It's not Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, I get that a lot.
1: It's debruler Debruler, yep. like deb ruler. Like de
0: creme brulee. Y- y- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm all about that creme brulee. <laughs> um, and then, like, Facebook and stuff like that, and then our... <laughs> uh, the, the gyms page excellent keep up with those Munchy Mondays excellent. Kyle thank you so much thank you Mitch that was Fa- awesome make
1: sure you follow Kyle keep an, keeping it up for the Munchy Mondays yes and be sure to follow at FTW Strong for all of your Fort Worth Strong fitness insights needs and podcast updates alright love you <laughs> <laughs> love you <laughs> goodbye goodbye